1: It's a
0: Guys, this is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Nicole has seen Hamilton.
1: And I can't stop, won't stop listening to the soundtrack. It's absolutely incredible. See, and I think, I think that there is
0: something to like, when you see a movie, you get tied to the music. Oh, for sure. Because obviously, like when I hear you playing the songs, I'm like, oh, they sound good. But also like, it just sounds
1: like, theater, a movie is happening in your room, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: but then Alicia's seen it. So Alicia hears it playing in a room and starts like belting out down the hallway. Yeah. So I just feel like I need to see it. Yeah. Otherwise it's just like, yeah, I feel like I'm living in a theater house.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes sense. If you haven't experienced it, you're not going to appreciate yeah. it. It's yeah. like any art, I guess. So, um, yeah, anyways, um, big fan. I also spiraled down the second I finished it I spiraled down the very large TikTok hole of everyone like like singing and dancing to their songs and using funny filters. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I loved really? it. It was so funny. Um, so if you haven't seen Hamilton, go see Hamilton. Do yourself a favor. It's absolutely incredible. They are so talented and the writer's so talented. So anyways. We digress, but I was, I was setting up to record today and just jamming out to, um, satisfied by, <laughs> And uh, it was so good. So yeah, that was, that was, I literally like was in layering. my room
0: and I was like, she's on one today. It was like blaring. And then I walk in and she's just sitting in her chair like, ready. ready. <laughs> so I will
1: see Hamilton reviews to come. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> that's that's really all I have to say about that. Okay.
0: Um. Well, hello. Good morning. Whatever hello, good morning. time it is, it's morning. We're recording early because my family. So, well, backstory. Every year we go to vacation in Palm Springs. Ash has become a part of this family vacation, I'm an
1: honorary slinger. Like they just assume. I
0: every time my family does anything, and I'll be there's a couple times I've been like, well, can I invite Ash? And they're like, oh, we already included her in the reservation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> um, And you know, I think that comes with one being the only single one, so they probably feel bad. Girl, like, I am your plus one. She needs a plus one. Bye. Two. Like you just are my best friend, soulmate, lover—not <laughs> lover in that way. Let's scratch that out. Um, so but there's not any no confusion, misunderstandings. No, um, but yeah. So people just always assume like you'll be with me. Yeah. So, anyways, we our vacation kind of got canceled because everything in the timeshare we go to is like closed down. Thank you, 2020. We were so depressed because that's like the one thing we look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, I also, want to. We're just
1: gonna make this a moment. Oh, okay. Um, vacation for me has always involved sightseeing and like traveling, <laughs> and it's and it's exhausting. And but fun, very fun, but also like very exhausting. You get back and you're like, I need a. Vacation I get back from, and I need uh-huh. a nap, like yep. a very long nap from my trips because I tend to go like, okay, I'm, we're going somewhere and we're gonna do this and we're gonna go see everything. Yeah. Terrence family is the exact opposite. Yeah. The exact opposite. They, It is the most relaxing, sit around, doing nothing, playing games, eating and lounging by the pool kind of vacation. Yep. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Continue. Tara. Oh yeah. It's
0: the most mellow. Like the boys golf and the girls get massages and in then real we, tan. we get really tan. And then we just literally play cards and games, watch movies. That's it. Like mm-hmm. it's the most mellow vacation ever. If you do like to travel and everything, Obviously, I'm the same. I'm like, I'm very into traveling, but I'm telling you, just try a mellow vacation. Yeah. It'll change your life. Just try it. So anyways, we came to this conclusion. Vanessa hit me up and was like, dude, what if we just get an Airbnb? So it's like, we're still outside the house. It feels new, mm-hmm. but it's clean. We're not going out. Like, we bring all our own food.
1: We're all together. We're we can still take with the, the same dogs. people that we quarantined with. Yeah.
0: So, so um we all were like, oh my God, that's brilliant. So, um, my parents don't have a pool at their house. So this one does have a pool. It's really safe. We checked into it. And so we basically get to do the same thing minus obviously being like at a place where there's like fun stuff going on too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening today. That's the plan. And I'm leaving. That's why recording early. And that was the longest explanation,
1: but I hope you all enjoyed. Yes
0: long I hope story short. short
1: it is like nine in the morning and normally we don't record till like no. noon so there's I'm that. a little like wonky i still but <laughs> we're here um so uh what should should we should we should we oh
0: <laughs> I saw you make eye contact with her and I knew you're gonna talk about it
1: guys my dog I, I have two dogs One of them I have had for a wonderful six years of my life. (laughs) And she's looking at me right now. She's a little Shih Tzu Maltese mix. And she had to get seven. That's right. Seven teeth pulled yesterday. She was the most like drunk version (laughs) of herself that I've ever seen. And it was comical, but also heartbreaking at the same time. She has very long, fluffy fur. Um, if you know what a Maltese looks like or a Shih Tzu looks like, they have like these very thick silky fur. Um, And so she had to get her arms shaved so that they could put the IV in. And um, she just looks all kind of a wreck right now. And it's heartbreaking, but she's good. She has not a lot of teeth anymore. Um, Shih Tzus tend to have... uh, really poor teeth very small mouths and very crooked teeth yeah so usually around this age she's six um you have if you if you haven't had like excellent dental work every single year then they usually have to get their teeth pulled just because it's so crowded in there um so yeah her and charlie are twins 17 yeah. and all the bottoms baby poor baby. big oh yeah big go. little old man old yeah. woman <laughs> she was having still having a hard time shaking it <laughs> off i think but we're fine we're fine, dude. Imagine losing seven, but like, okay, literally all I'm your bottom I'm assuming like dogs have more teeth than us, right? I think she did because, her, but I don't know. Honestly, because I don't we're just know. crowded.
0: But basically, that would be like our front four small teeth mm-hmm. on the bottom just gone. Like, just imagine how awkward
1: that would be. Imagine smiling in family photos, and
0: then everyone's like, "Oh, eat." <laughs>
1: You're like, "How?" <laughs> <I'm> like. <laughs> Just How gnawing on all your food. My <laughs> lip just got sucked into my mouth. There's nothing keeping it. What do well, I do? that's what was cute yesterday. Her tongue kept getting caught on the outside of her mouth, and I was like, "It's because so there's no teeth to stop it." Poor honey.
0: Oh, babe, poor
1: girl. girl. Anyways,
0: um, anywho, yeah, it. This has been like a dog week. My dog was sick. Chloe got her teeth out. We've just been like mellow. Both me and Ash have both like been the like loving like come lay with me for a while. We'll take care of you because we both love just laying in our beds and watching stuff. Yeah. So it's been a great excuse to like,
1: I was going to say, isolate. Chloe was an excuse for me. Oh I was totally. like, uh, I got this guys. Yeah, I'll, guys, I'll sacrifice working. my work and <laughs> watch her. I put her down for a small workout and then I was like, okay, she's mine. Yeah, <laughs> I got her. <laughs> no, I love so, that. So yeah, that's kind of what's been happening. That's our life. It's a Honestly, classic Ashley. This is quarantine. This is quarantine. All about you're, the dogs. You're obsessed with your dogs or whatever. You know, your pet rock. If if you've resorted to that, whatever you got to do. Wilson. Wilson. Castor whatever I. you
0: got to do. Um, uh, oh, ooh. were you going to say we should get into stories? Yeah. Because that's what I was going to say. Both of us say, have longer ones. Yeah, so. we both
1: have longer ones. I did want to start it off with a Tearing It Up. Oh, perfect. As per usual, if yes. you guys don't know, uh, Tearing It Ups are the funny stories, funny instances, awkward, embarrassing moments that you guys go through and want to share with us we call it tearing it up because Taryn it up <laughs> I don't know I just <laughs> Taryn goes through a lot of this and yeah. has gone through a lot of this in her lifetime um so let's get on into it uh this tearing it up is titled the betraying trail mix oh no oh no okay. what's in it dear Ashley and Taryn I have a tearing it up for you My cousins brought me and my sister to Andy Alligators a few summers ago, and naturally we planned to stash away snacks for later, deliberately disobeying the rules. Unfortunately, the girl who worked there checked my cousin's bag, discovering the snacks and told us we couldn't bring them in. So we trudged back to the car to supposedly deposit our grub, but we weren't giving up that easily. We put most of them back into the car, but each found clever ways to hide a couple of sneaky snacks, say in pockets or tucked in shorts, and in my case, wrapped up in my towel. Feeling sly, we returned to the girl where she checked our bags again that was now snackless. My cousins and sister all got in with ease, and I was just about to walk through, having no bag to be checked. When that darn trail mix fell out of my towel right in front of the worker. Oh gosh. This was embarrassing enough as it was. You can't really play that kind of situation off cool when the you when you screw up so badly and blatantly and obviously. My tongue was stuck dumb and I awkwardly tried to act confused, like, how'd that trail mix get in in there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, how strange. And then I fumbled backwards towards the car, blushing immensely. Even worse, all my cousins already went in. I zoomed to the car alone without keys. So I just had to wait there, hoping my cousins would come rescue me. They did, and they unlocked the car where I ditched the betraying trail mix. Not willing to take a third chance, the most awkward part was having to walk past the girl a third time, avoiding eye contact at all costs. (laughs) It makes me annoyed to think I could have just wrapped the snack better in my towel or put it somewhere more secure, but no... Many a time I would think um, back to what I could have said to be less awkward and own it like you caught me haha or something but no I, <laughs> I just sat there awkwardly. <laughs> also I don't even like trail mix, that, trail mix that much so it's dumb that I sacrificed so much for it. <laughs> I laugh when I tell this story but at the same time it was traumatizing. Anyways love you too and the podcast. Kiana. Ooh, that's Kayana. Yeah. How Kay- do you spell it? She put Kayana. It's K A Y A N N A. Beautiful. Like K Anna, but Kayana. Anna, as in Frozen. Yep. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Frozen's Anna, not Anna. Dude, that's rough. It's so, the feeling of getting caught, especially when you get older, is so just like humiliating. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school one specific instance where my teacher caught me. I was literally just brushing like my part of the mess onto my neighbor's side uh-huh. of the of like the desk and floor and stuff and he and he was very particular about us like picking up our own stuff and he was like ashley i was like what He's like what you didn't, <laughs> didn't do, do anything. anything calm down the worst i think i told
0: on here the worst snack sneaking story i have is when i tried to put a starbucks drink in my pants <laughs> did i tell the story <laughs> 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 no. Yeah, I was going, it was after my breakup and I decided I was going to start taking myself on dates. <laughs> love that you know, for you. finding myself, mm-hmm. learning to love again. Um, And so I got to Starbucks and I was like, shoot, because I wanted to bring it in. So I was wearing leggings theater. and a baggy shirt. Yeah. So I put the cup into my leggings with the baggy shirt over it. And then I started walking and everything was fine until like I was already too in front of the, like where you get your tickets mm-hmm. to turn back when it started pouring down my leg, like scolding hot. And then every step I took made it worse. So I was literally like, <laughs> like stepping so awkward, like like a robot, like losing battery, just like, like that. So funny. Yeah. That was the day where she kept going over the loudspeaker. That's just one, just one. And I was like, yes, just one ticket for whatever movie. Okay. But like no one else is coming, like on a speaker, like everyone in line was like laughing. And I was like, Oh my God. And so finally I was like, it's just me. It's just me by myself. She was like, okay. And I was like, Oh my God. It was, it was a horrible first, Date with myself. <laughs> so we broke up.
1: Right, right. And I've moved on. That's hilarious. I feel like everyone has a sneaking into the theater Yeah. And snacks. I did that once with um, friends in high school. And my friend, Nick, brought an entire Italian dinner. Whoa. Like a brown bag to go bag with pasta, breadsticks. Impressive. And no, he was like, how do I get this in? Oh. And I was like. What if I put it over my shoulder like a bag, like a purse bag? So I gave him, because I had a a like crossbody like book bag at the time, kind of like a satchel. So we switched. So I gave him my crossbody and I took the brown bag. There was a huge logo on one side. I flipped it so it was just brown. So just and the brown side. they thought it was a purse? No one stopped me. Wow. No one stopped me. That's impressive. And I, we were at a premiere for a movie. So it was like a bunch of people were around. Yeah. Um, it was very busy. So I took it, put it over my shoulder, and pressed it really tight so it didn't like crinkle Smell, and make, and, make yeah. noise or anything. Um, Literally no one stopped us. And then I just handed it to him when we sat down. And he ate like, full-on, like, Fussellini, uh. like, in the what? theater, and it was so funny, and the guy, and there was a guy in front of us that was just dying and was like, wow, can you share? Well, yeah, because I'm sure it smelled good. I feel like there is a smell etiquette at movie theaters. Like, oh, for sure.
0: I've, have you ever been in there when someone snuck, like, sushi in? No. I was very unhappy the well, whole time. I don't like sushi, so. Yeah, but I think, too, like, if you're not, if you're not eating fish, I'm sure that, like, the smell of fish and stuff like is just not if not especially appetizing. if you're in a movie you're eating like buttered popcorn yeah and then it's just like there, fish. So only
1: specific smells are allowed yeah so i
0: think there is an etiquette people
1: mm-hmm.
0: nothing too crinkly nothing mm-hmm. too smelly that's all we got to say about that
1: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news
0: All right, let's dive in. Do you want to go first? Yeah,
1: I'll go ahead and go first. Um, this one is a little long, so I'm going to dive right in without uh, much to it. It is from Anonymous. Okay. And um, the title is A Body Positive Story from One of Your 10% A Guy? A Guy. Yay! Okay, here we go. Hi, Ashley and Taryn. Hi. Actually,. Sorry. He put Taryn and Ashley and I don't know what happened, but I switched it just How now. How dare you? <laughs> I know. I think Give I me just, credit where I think credit is I just is read due. right through it and Anonymous? then realized my mistake and then Thank here we you, go. Thank you, Anonymous. What have you been doing this the whole time, Ashley? Yeah, it's been my evil plan to How always dare you? put my name first. <laughs> You're just alphabetical, we you know. Um, okay. So let me start again. <laughs> yeah. Please start again. Read it correctly. Hi, Taryn and Ashley. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to stay anonymous preferably maybe one day that'll change but um my name is blank <laughs> I'm not going to say good it job, for Ash. good reasons good job and um I'm a pretty new listener I've heard snippets of your podcast, but finally got sucked in and I totally understand everyone's obsession. (sighs) You two are amazing and hilarious. I started with the most recent episode and went backwards. So your body positivity episode was one of the first that I heard. I quickly decided I wanted to share my story with you as a man to hopefully give a different perspective, but also show how similar my experience has been. Hopefully this helps anyone out there who may feel unheard or unvalidated in their struggle. I am in my early 20s now, and I've been aware of my body and my size since I was about five years old. I was an extremely petite child, actually. Our party trick was that my dad could put his pointer fingers and thumbs together in a circle and fit them around my midsection. The fact that I was so small usually garnered a lot of attention. Not particularly negative, but it plays in. My sister is several years older and was in her early teens and going through puberty during this time. Therefore, she was very aware of her body. My brother is also several years older and started gaining his prepubescent weight around this time, with both of them growing through similar experiences, but having totally different attitudes about it. The motto was never to discuss my sister's growth, and my brother's growth was kind of a source of humor for our family. Well, that's, that's, wow. I think that's really interesting. Cause that's yeah. very, that's very for girls. It's like, we don't talk about it for guys. We tease them about it. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. When I was about eight, I did start to gain weight. Although it was healthy, I desperately didn't want to gain too much weight and become chubby like my brother had. I asked my mom to take me to the doctor because I was so worried about gaining weight. The doctor only said, oh, don't worry about it. Most boys gain weight before they hit puberty and dismiss my concern. About a year later, I had continued to gain weight and begged my mom to take me back to the doctor. They again said, don't worry about it. You'll probably sprout and thin out. Fast forward to sixth grade. I was 11 and I happened to weigh myself one evening and I had hit 120 pounds. Again, this was a healthy weight for my size, but I had been floating around 100 pounds for a couple years at this point. So it came as a shock. The next day, I was talking to a close friend of mine who, truthfully, I thought looked pretty chubby, and I told him I weighed 120 pounds, and he said, hey, I weigh 122. In that moment, I realized that I must be fat. Although we had very different body types, and I still looked considerably thinner than him, my mind immediately equated my size to his. That was the start of my body dysmorphia. Even to this day, I look in the mirror and see an obese man looking back even though I'm considered slightly overweight, but a normal, healthy weight. For the record, I do feel guilty and judgmental that I thought that of my friend in this way, but I definitely paid for that. Throughout the next several years, I continued to put on weight. I internally stayed panicked about it, but since the doctor had told me twice that they weren't bothered, I couldn't justify bringing it up again, and anyone... I made a comment, always reassured me by saying, oh, I'm sure you'll sprout and be like six feet within a few years. For whatever reason, I never did have a growth spurt. I slowly got taller, but I stopped at 5'8", and I never lost any of that prepubescent weight. I can't talk. Although I was never obese, I was overweight and extremely unhappy about it. Anytime I would intentionally ration or eat small portions, I was always met with, come on, you're a growing boy. So what I ate was under pretty constant scrutiny, even though I wasn't always negative. However, my father and brother did frequently make comments about it. And my dad started to create a habit of saying, you're going to be a diabetic every time I would eat something sugary or carby. I really hated my body, everything about it, but did not feel able to ever bring it up because it was usually met with a dismissive comment. My freshman year of college, I finally had the chance to make my own decisions and I was in charge of my own food. For the first six months, all of my internalized upset and disordered habits finally flourished into a complete eating disorder. My normal routine was I'd eat a 500 to 800 calorie meal and then go three to five days until the next. Oh my gosh. During my last quarter, my schedule was such that my three closest friends and I were all free every evening and they asked me to start eating dinner with them. Keep in mind that no one knew I had an eating pattern. Since they lived down the hall from me and knew my schedule, it was incredibly difficult to lie my way out of it. So I started eating dinner with them every day. Even though it was the only meal I'd have each day, I felt like it was too much. Mm. I then started taking showers after dinner and using that time to purge my meal. Over the next three months, after any meal or even small snacks, I'd go purge in the showers. After moving home for the summer, I found it so hard to maintain these habits and was kind of forced into a state of coexistence with my eating disorder. That's where I've been for the last four years. It's there. It's always on my mind, always factors into the decisions that I make. I don't consider myself recovering yet because I still have a considerable amount of work to do. One difference in my story is that I never did it for boys or girls. I didn't feel the social pressure of trying to look good for the onlookers in the same way. I wanted to look good, but it wasn't ever for anyone specific. The attitude was always that I was a low risk. No one ever guessed. I even used to say extremely obvious or self-deprecating things, and it never caught anyone's attention. If I ever revealed that I hadn't eaten that day, the person usually congratulated me for taking the effort to be fit. The one and only time I was caught was because I said verbatim, it's almost like I have an eating disorder. And even then, they stopped and said, wait. Do we need to talk about this? And I said, no, it was a joke and laughed it off. I doubt this is true now, but about five to six years ago, I learned that body dysmorphia was a female diagnosis. Males could not technically have body dysmorphia. The male equivalent was muscle dysmorphia, wherein a male sees themselves as small and weak. Honestly, a lot has changed in the last few years in how we perceive these diagnoses and have begun to remove a lot of the stereotypes around who can have what illness but there's still a lot of work to be done around body issues and eating disorders. I'm hoping that sharing my story will highlight that boys, girls, and anyone in between can and do feel the same about their bodies and have shared experiences. This isn't an us versus them issue. Not to toot my own horn, but I did write this thesis paper in college on stereotyped and gendered health hair flip (laughs) that goes (laughs) into detail about how we diagnose and treat individuals who don't fit into our expected victim category. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for this social upheaval that's occurring because it's driving home the point that everyone needs love and support and resources. Thank you for reading my novel. (laughs) I hope it was helpful for any and all of your listeners. Love me.
0: Ugh, that is so powerful.
1: I know. I thought he wrote that very well and... Um, just him sharing, just him sharing like his, his childhood, the Mm -hmm. things with his siblings, his dad, how that morphed into high school with comparing himself to his friend Mm -hmm. and then how him not vocally verbalizing any of this to anyone and the doctors kind of dismissing it led to him, him kind of spiraling and, and living out his harsh criticism on himself like all through college. Yeah it it's it, i thought he did a really good job of showing us like what that was like
0: well and that's the whole that's the whole thing like that those there's two things that like stuck out tremendously to me one is it, it, that's why it bothers me so much when people are so quick to make fun of someone mm-hmm. or throw a totally like uneducated bias on someone Mm -hmm. when you have no idea what that person has gone through Mm -hmm. and our childhoods our experiences growing up especially during those critical ages it literally marks the path that like we're going to take and so for me if I tend to be a certain way or get triggered by certain things and then I have people that are like, oh my gosh, like you're being so dramatic. But then really there was something traumatic that happened to me that caused me to be that way. And I just think it's, it it just bothers me that we don't take the time to really just look at individuals as individuals. Mm-hmm. And to see someone and see, um, see that they're hurting and like want to dive in with them and be like, well, what, like, what's the start of this? Like, where is this coming from? Instead of just like, Oh, she was in such a mood. Like, why did she act that way? Like, why do we never think, well, maybe like, what was the cause of that? Like, she obviously freaked out for something or he obviously like has been acting weird. Like, why don't we ever like want to dive in deeper with someone instead of just like, Oh, well I'll get him a coffee tomorrow. Maybe that'll cheer him up. You know what I mean? Like the, the amount of, frustration I had hearing that this that anonymous you went through this on your own confused being told by not only adults but professionals oh you're fine you're fine and being brushed off and then in a society where we don't ever acknowledge that men have the same insecurities yeah. and and problems with wanting their bodies to be certain ways And it's just, I don't even think that it's more rare. I think it's just not talked about.
1: It's not. It's just not talked about. It's not. And there is a a male stereotype of having to look a certain way. I think um, guys tend to, you know, experience life thinking that they have to have a certain amount of muscle. They have to be a certain height. Mm -hmm. And they have to, you know, be, quote, manly. um, And whatever that (laughs) means to them, you know. Um, And... And something that really stuck out to me was his, he said that he oftentimes did quiet, um, self-deprecating remarks. Yeah, And I I understand that we all like joke about ourselves um, to a certain degree, but I can think of multiple times where I've done that to myself and I kind of was saying, hey, red flag over here. Is anyone noticing? And I remember, you know, in high school, so many friends would say, self-deprecating things about themselves and it makes me wonder like what were they going through that I wasn't paying attention to no totally and I think we need to listen to that more and there's a time
0: there's times where it's you're making fun of yourself and it's like fun Mm -hmm. you know dear god like I am the CEO of making fun of myself and that's because I've just embraced that part of me Mm -hmm. and that was a, a journey where I realized like why am I embarrassed and ashamed of like these things that happen to me that are out of my control? Yeah. And once I took ownership of it and now I can laugh at it, it's become like one of my favorite parts about myself. The yeah. fact that like I literally can make anyone feel like they're not stupid because I can match their stupidity <laughs> and I have no problem. Like, like that's fine. That's who I am. And like, yeah. I'm fine with it, but I think it's important to listen. And I've even done this with you where you've said something and I'll walk in and I'm like, Ashley, Nicole, don't she you does. talk about yourself that way. I like get mad at you. But I think we do need to start just like asking clarifying questions and, um and just like kind of watching the tone of how people talk. And if they're always just like tearing themselves down then, or if you do start to notice stuff that you're like, huh, that was interesting. Don't stop with that. Like dig a little deeper until like you can say like, oh, okay. Yeah. She totally was just joking. But mental no I'm gonna watch to see if that's happening again you know yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and I, I think um and something I think that we could all learn from this um me specifically is when someone does say a self-deprecating thing just make note of it I yeah. wouldn't call them out on it right away because it could just be a joke or it could just be them not you know thinking things through and just kind of yeah. saying something but if you notice like if Taryn is saying something more than once I think as a friend I have a right to like kind of like pause and call her out on it and just yeah. be like, Hey, what's going on? Like yeah. that one friend that did hear him and said, Hey, can I, do we need to talk about this? Yeah. You know, I think that is a perfect instance of like a, a real friend and a real person listening and hearing what he was yeah. actually saying. Yeah. So I think that's something that, cause we all live such busy busy lives, yeah. you know, where we hear these little things and we don't think much of it. But looking back, we're like, whoa, that was a sign. That was a huge yeah. flag. And I just bulldozed right past it. No, it's so um, true. So just being more aware um, with our ears open and our eyes open yeah. to um, our the loved ones around us.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's such a good point. Like you don't have to necessarily call someone out right in front of everyone because mm-hmm. that's a surefire way for them to like retract and be like, no. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, we even did that the other day where I I, th- I can't remember what it was, but I came up to you and I was like, "Hey, like you said this the other day or like you kind of sounded upset. Like, what was that? Like, are mm-hmm. you good?" And like we talked about it and it was like such a cool productive conversation. Yeah. But I know if I would have pushed you in that moment when you said something, like you would have like not been it cuz it's like not the time like where everyone's there and Yeah. So yeah, I think that's definitely crucial. Um one thing, like, and he mentioned like body dysmorphia. It's I love and sometimes hate the way our society is so vocal. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I have loved the fact that we are just everyone is just owning who they are and finding power and like numbers by talking about things. Yes, um, I still don't think we've totally reached a place with um really acknowledging like how men have these emotions and these soft sides and these insecurities and things like that i think we're starting to Mm -hmm. um but even like i was you know while you while you were talking about the whole body dysmorphia thing i was like looking it up and it all all, everything is like oh like now we're starting to see and even stuff like um Okay, so uh, one American study, for example, found that the percentage of men dissatisfied with their overall appearance has tripled in the past 25 years and that nearly as many men as women are unhappy with how they look. Yeah. Like every single one of us is like that. So that that means every every single one of them. Oh my God, totally. But I can't imagine, like I already grew up kind of hiding my dissatisfaction with my body because I was friends with so many skinny girls who Mm -hmm. like were very into their bodies. So I felt dumb talking about it because I didn't feel like I could like relate. You know what I mean? And that was just me and my own personal, like tiny little group. Imagine your gender as a whole is like, we don't talk about stuff. And if you're chunky, that means you can just be funny and make fun of yourself or like, you know That's what I such mean? That's a good point. Oh my god, think about yeah. even movies, like the characters cast for the like funny people and it's just this weird underlining thing that is like this unspoken rule about stuff like that. And then on top of it, like um like a male who has some type of like an eating disorder, like people just don't talk about it. Yeah. And I my heart was broken the whole time for you anonymous because like I can't even imagine the loneliness you felt and like every time you had to go in the shower and do what you felt like you needed to do, but you had nothing and no one to lean on. Like Mm -hmm. that, the fact that you then turned that into a passion to research it and now to like speak out on it, like freaking, I'm so proud of you. And like, I think this is, you are going to be so shocked and you honestly might never know but how many people need to hear this? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking you as a woman, because this is something I don't think I've done a good job of being sensitive of either. Yeah. And you know, we as women love to be like, Oh, well how dare you judge me for my body? Like I love my curves. I love who I am. Yet We, me in general go around being like, Oh, if he's not six foot, I don't want him. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah, we're just as difference? freaking guilty of, of it. And I think the difference is we, we just don't see that they feel the same things. And I think this was such a good perspective for us to hear.
1: Yeah.
0: And I really hope, um, cause you know, you mentioned anonymous that you're still like in the process. Like you're not, you're not recovered. Yeah. You're still, which, I love how he worded that. Was- yeah. Because I think we all, live in that. You know, there's Mm -hmm. still things I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get a handle on this. The difference is I'm trying every day. You know what I mean? But I hope that you are seeking um, help and even professional help is out there if you need it. Um, Because I think that you have the power to really, really make an impact. Mm -hmm. Um, The world needs to hear voices like yours. So um, I think that you should definitely make sure that you're taking the time to just love yourself and get yourself healthy and the help you need so that people can, I I just really get this feeling that you're going to like make a huge impact. I don't know what that is or what circle that's in, but I think already just in your email that you sent, like, Mm -hmm. I know it's changed me for the better. Like it's opened my mind. So
1: and we do have a 10% male listener, right? It's, you know what? So it's growing. I'm, we're putting I'm it out there. I'm loving that they got to hear this. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, um, whether they're on your same level or a different level, they can relate to that in yeah. some way. Because they, as boys, as men, were raised to like push down these feelings yeah. and, and not be um, focus on how they look because that's how girls think. That's not how guys think, you know, like little stuff like that, that we teach our, our sons, um, at such a young age to be a man, to guys don't do that. Guys don't think about stuff like that. Guys don't talk like that. Um, and, um, I think you just, you just tore through a whole bunch of stereotypes just now. And, um, more people need to hear that guys and girls, um, because we all need to change how we talk to each other in the end I think the message that should be taken away is that we need to be more aware of our loved ones and how, yeah. how they speak about themselves mm-hmm. and we also need to be more aware and delicate with how we speak towards others because again I think the whole point of this podcast is just realizing that people are going through so much that you just simply yeah. do not know about yeah um so yeah we well, just, and
0: even just thinking about his little eight-year-old self like I yeah. mean like coming to your mom and being like, mom, I need to go to the doctor. I'm gaining weight. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, there's so many points in your story where I heard it and I was like, why did no one see this and help you? You know what I mean? And so it's, it's so hard when you look back and you're like, oh, so many things could have been stopped. So Mm -hmm. many things could have prevented from what I went through. But the fact is you went through it and you're gonna come out a stronger person, and now that's part of your story that you're gonna like impact someone else. And so, I just think it's just such a powerful thing. And I think, um, I don't know, I'm just like I blown know. away. This was so good. And women, I'm calling you out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need to be better too. Like, mm-hmm. we can't just always be telling the guys they need to be better, we need to be better too. We need to be paying attention and also if you have a guy in your life that you're like, I maybe have noticed some of this stuff, like send him this episode or like just open up a dialogue. Um, but I think we need to stop being so one-sided in this we issue do. too. We 100% do. Ah. Uh. Look at you,
1: Anonymous. Anonymous. And I don't even know what you look
0: like. I don't need to know what you look like. Absolutely not. You are hot, hot, hot. And you (laughs) need to own it. Hot, hot, hot. And you deserve the world. And you need to look at yourself in the mirror right freaking out and say, you are hot. You are worth it. You are perfect just the way you are. Mm -hmm. And say that to yourself every freaking morning and night because you need to embrace it.
1: Yep. You beautiful soul. You beautiful man. Beautiful man. Okay. Thank you so much, Anonymous, for sending that in and changing all of our lives. Seriously.
0: Hey guys, we just wanted to take a second to just say thank you for being a part of our little Unsolicited
1: Advice family. We love you guys so much and it would mean so much to us if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast. Spread the word, spread the love. Yes, Give advice to everyone, advice for you, advice for your mom, advice for your friends. Change the world, (laughs) help us get the word out there. And uh, yeah, that would mean so much to us. And uh, back to the show. Wow, well, I feel like we just kind of, like, that was an episode. No, it was. It's <laughs> like actually, we unpacked a lot just now. It's actually perfect because... Like, I have to go. I have to go, too. I have things. So, I got things to do. I'm a busy um, girl. I'm a busy girl, you guys. And
0: I don't feel like it's uh,
1: honestly that much shorter
0: than our normal episodes. Normal episodes. We, like, went in.
1: Freaking anonymous. anonymous. We just wanted to pour into you. That's, we never do one story. We never do one story. But this is all about you today. All about you. Because you're worth it. It's you hot. You hot. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 hope, just, I hope you're just, like, beaming, smiling I right know, now. That's
0: my goal. Listen yeah. to this every day. Just make <laughs> us saying
1: You are hot, hot, hot. You're very hot, 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 hot. You're. Alarm clock. Oh, alarm clock! Every morning. Yeah, you don't want to just record ringtone. the snippet and Imagine. make that your alarm clock. He's a hot hot, hot. He's in public.
0: It's like you are hot hot hot. You are hot hot hot. Just on repeat. I don't so know why good. I'm saying it like that. These weird accents that come out of me. I okay. Know. Um, I'm gonna end with a dad joke, even though this is just purely because it's
1: tradition. It's not is.
0: because we need to be lifted up. Because
1: anonymous <laughs> lifted us to the roof. <laughs> She lifted Ow. her leg at the same time and then looked like she got paralyzed.
0: That's funny. Okay. Um
1: this one's funny.
0: I think it's funny. Okay. Um what concert costs just 45 cents?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's so stupid. A 50, a 50 cent concert? 50 Cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the meme that came out <laughs> where like Nickelback okay. tweeted, um, <laughs> "Just to, if we could, if you could make 2020 worse we're coming out with a new album." <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Rough, I laid in my bed and cried I was laughing so hard <laughs> oh man oh, good times I love Nickelback look at this photograph every time I do it <laughs> makes, makes me laugh, laugh. <laughs> oh god we need to We're done. Okay. We're done. We're we done we out
0: we love you all we appreciate you all give someone a hug today reach out oh no I'm so sorry <laughs> give someone a text today reach out air hugs and uh, Air fives.
1: Check in on your friends and one more time for check anonymous. Check in on your boys one more time for anonymous. Yeah,
0: you're awesome. Thank you so okay. much for sharing. What are the odds that I hit the clap button? Oh my first gosh. First try.
1: Uh, gosh, I'm gonna. I'm so gonna. I'm gonna just say that you're not gonna hit it. But Ash. the odds are not in your favor. No faith. Okay, let's see again. See. Okay. let's give it up. Let's more. give it up one more time for anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> no. <That's> the word. <laughs> Two seconds. Stop. Get out, Taryn. No. No. Okay. Say. 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 Okay. (laughs) Yellow. 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 Let's give it up one more time for anonymous. (laughs) 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 My (laughs) Woo! Okay, we need to go. We
0: love you guys. We got to go.
1: We promise we'll never record this early again. No, maybe we should, because this this is it. Is this better? Let us know. On uh, on Instagram. Let us know on Instagram. Say early. Or late. Okay. Let's just (laughs) dear God. Okay. bye. Bye.